Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are going to do an advice episode because I feel like it's been a while since we've done one. And we asked you guys on our Instagram to send us in things that you could use advice for. We haven't even looked at anything, so it could be stuff that ranges from very specific where it's like only a you problem and it should just be interesting for everyone to listen to or things that are more broad and just something that hopefully anyone could take our advice and use it in their own life. Yeah. First, of course, we're going to start with weekly spotlight. So my weekly spotlight was honestly maybe realizing that I could like handle a five-hour drive like very well. And I... Probably like before going to Indianapolis this past weekend, I was like honestly dreading it. And I even I was especially dreading the drive back either way. Like not even it was just like even no matter the game outcome, like I did not want to have to like drive five hours back only to come back to school. But like Sierra and I handled it very well. It actually we did went split by the drive up. But like fast. still. I think that like honestly, like if you and I were to have split it up where like someone drove all the way there, someone drove all the way back, it would have been fine. But like we just also like might as well have split it anyway because like that way at least one of us isn't bored the entire time so that works well for us but um even like the two and a half part I think like in one stretch is probably like the longest I've driven which is probably like not that much the lake just not two two and a half hours it's just two but I mean that was also like I don't really count like us driving to Omaha as like that long of a drive I don't even know like off the top of my head quite how long that is but in December of 2019, Megan and I went from Iowa City to Ames to pick up Maggie and then from Ames to Omaha. Again, we split that drive as well. But I feel like that doesn't count truly as like a far road trip because we like Des Moines is like in the middle of that drive. And so I feel like it was within a two hour radius of like my comfortable surroundings, you know, like I've never been to Indianapolis. Like we drove through a whole state. And so I hadn't done that before. And so that was the first. Also, I have to hype myself up because on the way back when I was driving, it was raining and it got like kind of sketchy at times not for very long but I was like I don't like this but I pulled through and I safely navigated through the rain I guess we guys we can give you guys a little bit of our Indianapolis recap um honestly we'll be not, up at this point if you guys want to watch yeah the there's not a lot of bad blood or harsh feelings because like I don't fully know why maybe it's just because like the end of like not winning the Big Ten Championship I think was like kind of expected so the only real change I guess was like not going to like the Rose Bowl because I think if we would have done well, arguably we could have gone to the Rose Bowl instead of Ohio State, maybe, possibly. But like at the end of the day, we it didn't really change much. <laughs> and sorry, I think I have the microphone, but um, it was just like a good weekend and activities were good. But like the game, I was hoping to have a little bit more fun to look back like on. More celebration, even like that's like that itself would have been fun, even if we would have lost, but we like had a couple like touchdowns and something to celebrate. We had one field goal to celebrate and like you only celebrate a field goal like so much. So yeah. Props to Michigan. They were very good. Something else that I wanted to bring up was I knew before this game that Michigan's team was doing like patches on their uh, uniforms to like symbolize like the Oxford 
uh, school, like survivors and like everything that happened there. And so I was like, oh, like, that's cool. And like, that's, you know, cool. They're doing that since that school is in Michigan, the team they were playing. And what I did not know they were doing is they had Tate Myers family like there to do the like they were the honorary coin toss people. And I got so emo when they like introduced them because I was not expecting like his family to actually be there. Uh, if you don't know Tate Myers, one of the students that was tragically killed in the Oxford High School shooting last week or something like that. So, yeah, um, does bring into perspective some of the bigger issues in the world. And also, like, uh, a lot of people are pointing out, like, how the final score was, like, 42 to 3. Yikes for Iowa. But 42 was uh, Tate's football jersey number. So that was cool, I thought. If there's going to be that big of a point differential, at least it has a cool meeting. <laughs> yeah. Um, otherwise, Sierra and I just went solo, and on Friday night, um, we went to a bar that we knew we were going to have, like, a bunch of Hawkeye fans at it, so we figured, like, we drove in Friday, let's go do something, because we're here, um, and so we went to a bar, and I realized, like, in my mind, I thought we were going to more of, like, a gastropub, which this is a word that I just (laughs) found out this weekend, but I realized that's what I enjoy. Basically, I thought we'd be able to sit at a table and, like, order some food and I thought it would be busy and packed and stuff but like guys this place was packed and there technically were tables but like not really and it was a good experience for Sierra and I um but we'd only ever gone out with like people in our PT class before because like we don't go out on our own and it was new and we didn't really converse with anyone but a couple people like did have the courage to, like, come up and just, like, converse with us for a little bit. Well, like, clearly I don't have any courage to talk to people. So talk to a couple of people. You wouldn't believe how long it took Sierra and I to... It's embarrassing. ...order a Coke from the bar because I've never ordered anything from a bar. Like, even when I've gone out before, I literally haven't ordered anything um, because I don't know how to order from a bar. I was literally like, Sierra, do we need to, like, do you have to open a tab? How does this work? Uh, I was like, how do I get their attention? Do I just like have to barge my way through? And this everyone? place was so, so, so busy. So it did not help. I couldn't, like, there was hardly an opening at the bar. And I was just like, I don't like shoving my way in between people. I was standing patiently in line when I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do this. There wasn't really a line, but I was standing behind so that when one of the guys left with his drinks, I could go back in. And people just kept cutting in front of me. And I was like, you're like, I know there's I'm not losing. a line, but do I have to be aggressive and like fight my way to the front? Anyways, finally got in, finally was able to just order two Cokes, just gave him my card. Like it was, it was simple, but it's it took just a lot one of, of those moments. You and know? so, you know, like we got that accomplished this weekend. Yeah. And, um, speaking of gastropubs that Megan was referring to, we went to a Would place highly called recommend Yard, Yard House. House in it was great. And our uh, waiter was so nice. He really appreciated how easy we were making his job because it was very busy there. And, uh, Megan and I are like very efficient customers I try to be, like, no matter what the setting, but, like, at restaurants, I'm, like, oh, like, I usually, like, know what I want. I don't try and make things difficult for the waiter. And so he comes by. He's, like, what do you want to drink? We're both, like, Cokes. Easy. He goes. Or actually, we had known what we wanted to eat for food, too, so we just, like, gave him our food order then. He's, like, oh, awesome. Like, super easy. And then later, when he came back, he's, like, how are you guys paying? We're, like, we already paid on the, they had one of those electronic paying things at the table. And he's, like, oh, my God. You guys are great. Have a great night. So I appreciated that. Yeah, but that was, like, we got to go sit down and actually eat food and, like... It was a nice place. Yeah, and honestly, like, affordable, like, reasonably affordable, yeah. I thought. Um, so I'd recommend. And we tried going there again when it was, like, Saturday and it was game time, but, like, everything... Way too busy. 
everything. Six hour so, wait. So busy. Like we went to multiple places. Nothing was getting anywhere. And so we eventually resorted to Chick-fil-A in the mall. And that was a nice quick line. It was. But yeah, that's all we'll get for like the weekend highlights. We have a whole vlog uh, that is on our YouTube channel if you want to visualize everything we just told you. So I guess we can go ahead and get into the advice portion of this episode. Would you like to go first? I have the first one. It's kind of a short one. Um, how to deal with being an introvert in healthcare, which I thought was a, mm. an interesting question. That is interesting. One that I can relate to because... I think when I first read this, my thought was kind of like, I do think that if you're a more introverted person, you kind of naturally feel like you're not going to be like as liked as someone else who's more outgoing. You kind of like question if you're going to be able to like connect with your patients super well. But I think that as I was reading that, I was kind of like, honestly half the population is extroverted and half the population is introverted. And I feel like it could go either way with who they're going to connect more with either someone who's introverted or extroverted mm -hmm. or like, they'll probably like both people anyways. But as like an introverted person, like I get along just fine with other introverted people. That's like half of your patients potentially. So I feel like it really isn't like a bad thing. Yeah. I think of like, for me, it helps to put myself in the shoes of like how I am when I am a patient when it comes to going to my physicals or like going to the dentist, anything where I'm a patient in a healthcare setting and like how do I picture the people that work in healthcare that I'm interacting with. And honestly, as long as they're a pleasant person, I don't ever have really any like negative yeah. feelings about them. Going off of that too, like last time we did a simulated patient, which was in the spring, um, and it was like actually in person. I feel like I kind of like put on a pedestal like how much I wanted to like go out of my way to like not necessarily be extroverted, but like, I was like literally personable. one of my goals was like to make small talk with a patient because in my mind I was like that's what's going to make like patients connect with you where they feel like you can just like talk about stuff but like when my person that was like doing the simulated patient asked me what one of my goals was and I said that they were just like your job here is like to be like the medical professional like you don't have to like you need to get what you need out of this evaluation and like do your job and it like that's kind of secondary mm -hmm. so I kind of was like hmm I don't Fair need to like point. think that hard about like as long as I you personable with you guys, as long as you do your job well and you are kind and caring towards other people, like it doesn't really matter how much you like talk to them, like make small talk, that kind of thing. Obviously, like if you want to work on like, and if they're that bothered by silence, like they'll start talking. Yeah, that's honestly a good point. Like if they're more extroverted and you're more introverted, like the patient will fill in the gaps because they are extroverted. So, all right. Good question though. Uh, someone asked, or not really asked, but. They said, choosing what college to go to, I'm stuck. I don't know how to choose even when I already have gotten all of my acceptances. So Megan and I will try our best, but we will uh, say that we only applied to and got accepted to and attended one college for undergrad. Um, let's see if I can kind of relate to grad school because I did get accepted into like two schools and like I was waitlisted for others. I feel like for me personally... I don't know, like, how drawn you are to any schools or, like, the location, price, whatever. Location and price were big ones for me. I wanted to go to the cheapest school that I possibly could. And I had a preference to stay within a couple hours from home. Granted, my application process itself kind of, like, narrowed those down to the closer schools. Um, but I feel like it's also just, like, assuming you went on college tours and campus tours, the vibe that you get from the school says a lot. I was just going to say the same thing. If all of the things are equal in terms of decisions, 
and maybe you've narrowed out like if price is like a big deciding factor like how you feel at the school in my opinion is what you need to listen to and like getting insight from other students who are actually going there and like getting information aside from just the academic side of things like what do people do for fun where do people live like where would you want to live what's there to do around the college town or like campus area that's not related to the school I feel like plays a big part in how much you're going to enjoy your life when you live there so yeah that's kind of all I've got I don't really know if there's like anything like the different majors or anything playing into your decision I'm assuming that either school you choose will have whatever you're looking for and honestly, I'm a firm believer. This is like, I guess, not true for everyone because some people do transfer. But a lot of the times, I feel like wherever you go to school, you will find like your niche, you'll find your people. And you'll be like, I'm so glad I went here. Because I know a lot of people who went to, like, I know some people for like Iowa and Iowa State. Those are the biggest schools in our state. Some people were Iowa State fans growing up, thought they'd go to Iowa State. They came to Iowa, they love it. Some people were Iowa fans growing up. They went to Iowa State, they love it. Like, I just feel like you'll find your place wherever you go. And you'll be glad you went there. Unless, of course, you don't, and then you transfer, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, this is another question. I think kind of a little tricky, so we'll see. How do you get over the fear of meeting up and going out? Since COVID, I'm fully vaxxed and wear masks, but don't trust others. I'm immunocompromised for context. The immunocompromised definitely adds another layer that, like, mm-hmm. I'll kind of give you our thought process um, navigating this stuff, but, like, definitely doesn't necessarily apply to you. And I think that at the end of the day, like, you have to do what you feel comfortable doing. Um, but my thought process was back whenever, like before vaccines were like available to everyone, my thought process was kind of like, I need to do everything I can until I'm vaccinated. And like, that's going to be me doing my part until like I can get vaccinated and like be safer. So that's what we did. And even after that, like, like when we were fully vaccinated in like March, April, April. May, April, okay, April, Um, I was kind of still like, not sure, like at this point, like our program and everything, like we still had to wear masks and stuff like that's just a given. Um, and then they kind of changed policies like during our summer session when the CDC had like changed their policies. And once we were fully vaccinated, interesting kind of like touching on that is like when the CDC was like, Oh, like fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks. Then like everyone was like, Oh, like pandemic is over. And like, that was kind of like, Oh, like I can do whatever I want now because I'm vaccinated. And it's been interesting navigating like how things have changed since the CDC announced that, kind of, like, reversing mm-hmm. what they already did to see, like, who's going to take a step back Yeah, again. That's what's been tricky for me to think yeah. about. What I've been doing more recently is because, like, I hadn't started wearing a mask during school because, like, most of the people in our program, if not everyone, I don't know everyone's vaccination status, like, but um, is vaccinated, and so I was not wearing a mask at school until, like, October and then Sierra got a cold and I was like with her and since then I've been wearing a mask both because like I honestly just don't want to get sick from people in our program and like people not even just getting COVID, sick like, it's yeah. just people are getting sick and it's just hitting us hard and especially like going into like finals like I just do not want to get sick right now and have to like deal with that stuff on top of it so I've been going back to wearing my mask and in grocery stores like I'll usually wear my mask now but like clearly like we still just went to Indianapolis and like we went out to a bar and then like went to restaurants and like went to the stadium so it's kind of like I have I feel like I've resumed activities that I want to do and like I haven't necessarily been restricting like family and friends that I've been seeing but also most of the people are like fully vaccinated as well 
Um, but then when I come back to class, like everyone in our class is required to be there. I feel like it's a little bit more respectable for me to like wear a mask. I just went to Indianapolis this weekend, was surrounded yeah. by a bunch of people. That's kind of like my thought process too. It's like I'm letting myself do the things that I want to do. If I don't want to wear a mask, then I don't. But then I keep in mind, okay, coming back to class, I was wearing a mask before this anyways, but like I'm going to wear a mask anyways because I just went somewhere surrounded by a lot of people, you know, just in case, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's not perfect. I don't fully know what to do all the time right now either, but... Also, what you said reminded me, we forgot to bring this up, not that it matters, but someone DM'd me, two people actually DM'd me on Instagram over the weekend being like, were you guys at a bar in Indianapolis? Like, I saw you on the news. And I was like, yikes. <laughs> there was a giant camera with a giant light that, like, they were showing a lot of people, but, like... Because they we were, were just doing a news story on, like, all the Hawkeye fans going to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. And I was trying hard to not be on camera, not because I, like cared or anything i actually like, didn't really care i like on camera mood and stuff for one time but then he like wouldn't leave and i was just like i'm tired of being on camera now yeah so and i'm like well what did i freaking look like on the news yeah i still haven't found it so i tried looking for like a clip oh, really? or something yeah but i have not found anything but yeah um i guess just like to kind of finish up i don't want to be like a negative nelly but like i don't think covid is going anywhere so i think that whatever you have to do to learn to live with it at this point, like, is what you have to do. I agree. Again, it's unfortunate, but for uh, for now, it's the reality. Uh, next one I have, someone said, advice on being friends with others who have opposite political views. I think, hmm. Megan and I are definitely surrounded by people, like, with opposing political opinions just because I feel like even though Iowa is supposed to be a swing state, I feel like it's not really that much of a swing state anymore. It's definitely leaning more conservative these days, and Megan and I tend to be pretty liberal with our political opinions. So, um, I think what helps is, like, how, honestly, like, how political are both of you? Like, Sierra and I aren't, like, we have political opinions, but we aren't, like, overtly political or, like, shouting our thoughts from the rooftops, I don't think. And neither, in my opinion, are, like, close friends and family. And I think that, like, as long as, like, politics aren't, like, like, you're probably not going to be, it's probably not a good idea if you want to stay friends with this person to be talking about politics all the time. Like, it's just probably not going to end well. You're going to be annoyed. They're going to be annoyed. I think healthy, mature discussion every once in a while could be nice and engaging and you could see their point of view. But if you're both pretty firm it's just probably going to add fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think of a few, like, more, like, family members than friends that Megan and I have, had, like, been forced to kind of have, like, political conversations with just because, like, you see, like, things on TV, like, the news and stuff, like, related to politics, and then you're like, oh, and then they're like, oh, and then people are forced to talk about things that are uncomfortable, and I feel like, mm, I just, like, don't know how to, like, word what I'm trying to say. It's important to talk about political things because they're important and it's important to spread your point of view and hopefully help people understand where you're coming from and you can hopefully try and understand where they're coming from. I think it's also important to know that just because someone has different political opinions than you or from you, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. And like, like I know I love my, everyone in my family, yeah. regardless of like their political views. And I know they're and good they're, people. Exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. I know, like I know them more than their, what their political views say about them. And I know that they are good people. I might vehemently disagree with some of the things that they think, but I still love them. So if you have a friend 
like that because you did specifically say friend and not family. I feel like friendship is harder because like family, you're like, oh, like we're related. Like we're always going to be in each other's lives. Friendship is a choice. And so I feel like it's like, do you love that friend like family where you're willing to just like stick with them kind of no matter what? Like, I feel like that's how it is with family. So is that all for that one? Yeah. Sorry if that's not a good answer. It's tricky. Okay. I've gotten a couple just like general tips and advice for finals week and studying and stuff. So I figured we could just knock all of those out in one go. Finals week is hard because like you're getting hit with everything all at once. Um, my tips would be to, I know we're kind of getting like close now and like I can recommend not cramming, but like by the time this goes up, like if you're already in that mode, you're already in that mode. Um, try to like still intermix the finals you have left. If you have like multiple classes you have to study for and like avoid doing like the one test at a time situation until like literally like the week starts because then I do kind of switch to that mode. But like going through the weekend, do not just focus like on that first test you have and nothing else spread your time out. And then once the week starts, that's when I suggest kind of like, okay, I'm all in for this one test. Then the next day I'm mostly all in for like this one test, but I also have like these other things I could study. And then just slowly but surely you tick those finals off and throw those notebooks away. Yeah. Just kidding. No, it's useful information. Um, I would say one thing I'd recommend is make sure you, Keep in mind, I mean, obviously most finals are comprehensive, but not every final is. And so um, allocating more time for the finals that are comprehensive so you have time to go back and review information that you already learned. Uh, well. I will say, too, at least in my experience, this does not certainly happen, like, all the time. But if an exam or final is cumulative, it's probably going to be, like, not super, super specific details and hopefully a little bit more general or, like, key points. So, like, focus on the key things first from the material Mm -hmm. and then if you have more time try to look a little bit more like the nitty-gritty details focus on the vibes first and then get more specific like we have for i think our like biggest cumulative final this semester we have our musculoskeletal class which was all upper extremity this semester but then last semester it was um like the back and neck and stuff and that stuff like some of that information can be included on this test because our professor is like, well, you're going to be physical therapist for the whole body. So you have to know everything, which I'm like fair, but ouch for studying. Um, and so like when I go back and look at that stuff, I'm not going to be like learning every single specific detail first. I'm going to be like getting the basic idea. And then once I feel good with that stuff, then I'm like, okay, like maybe now I can go and like see if like there's any small specific, specific things that I know we are there's tested on things previously. also like last semester that he like would ask, like even if it was a specific detail, he sometimes would ask it on, like, multiple exams. So, like, you just know know that at the very least, like, just in case. Yeah. Next one I have, someone said, tips on positive self-talk for body image. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, good advice I could give you. I think, first and foremost, knowing that that's something you want to work on is good because then I think you can recognize like not really like keep a tally in your head of like when you are about to like say something negative and like when you actually say something positive but I think that a lot of people if they aren't even being reflective on it like they just are being negative and like talking down on themselves like all the time without thinking hmm, maybe this is like not good for me so I think that that is a good first step I think secondly maybe when you're first starting just like focus on stopping the negative self-talk and you don't have to jump to like the positive right away. 
like stop the negative talk and maybe you just like feel indifferent at first and just like you don't have to like jump from one extreme to the other if you don't genuinely feel that yet but I think that as you stray away from negative kind of get into that indifferent zone and then you can start like going towards like appreciation from there could be realistic and beneficial yeah and I hate to like go to like the cliche kind of advice but I will put it in here in case anyone finds it helpful I know sometimes people will do instead of like for every, like, one negative thing they say about themselves, they're like, okay, I have to say, like, two positive things about myself now. Or some people like to put sticky notes on a mirror so that when they're looking at themselves, they can see the sticky notes and be reminded of some positive thoughts. I also think that regardless of, like, why you feel the way you do about your body, moving your body and exercising or moving in any way that you can and enjoy tends to make people feel better about their bodies, regardless of how it looks. Just, like, the act of, like, moving your body and feeling strong and feeling empowered will make you feel better about your body. And so I think that's always something good to consider doing. I had something else that I was going to say, but I don't remember. I guess I guess that's it. <laughs> okay. How to balance school, social life, and sleep. I often find that I prioritize school and social life and have to compromise on sleep, and I'm wondering how you handle that. This is don't a good ask question. Don't about sleep because I don't know. Some days I do really well and some days, well, honestly, here's my take. I feel like seven to nine hours is like kind of generally the recommended range. And I feel like I usually am pretty close to getting seven hours. Not all the time. Sometimes I fall short, but like, I kid you not, I could get like seven hours of sleep and still be like so, so tired when I wake up. So I feel like I time-wise do a good job, but like sleep-wise, I don't feel great. That's like a me thing. Um... Some people in a class I know do, like, a really good job, though, and, like, really don't, like, They've got a give in on schedule. their sleep. Um, like, I heard someone in our class, 8.30, like, that's when she tries to go to bed. Although, granted, she wakes up at, like, 5.30, like, to work out before class. But, like, that's Oof. nine hours of sleep if you actually are asleep at 8.30. And she's, like, it's hard and fast. Like, she goes home and makes dinner so she can, like, eat early enough where then she, like, can study and then be done hopefully by the time she like goes to bed but I'm just like my nights are like just getting started at 8 30 <laughs> yeah. like that is not I usually I try to go to bed probably usually between 10 and 11 is like the most realistic yeah. in my head I'm like at nine o'clock I should be like getting ready to go to bed but that just doesn't always happen it usually doesn't happen and then I wake up usually at 6 30 but then I snooze until 6 50 usually and I have to leave at 7 20 it's a struggle I don't anyway, do as great far as advice because that's what you asked for. Um, obviously, for school, the amount of time you spend in class is going to be hard and fast. Don't skip your classes, everyone. Um, I think that if you need to make like a study schedule to help you stay like on track with completing things that you have to do for school, like that honestly sometimes helps me save time because if you like know you've studied, but then you're like you kind of study, but then you like, don't feel like studying, so you go to like go do something else. Then you've like cumulatively spent like five hours of, like, trying to study, but then, like, not. Whereas if you, like, strictly planned out, like, I'm going to do two to three hours of, like, just, like, solid studying, you do that, and, like, now you have more time to do your other things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then social life, like, I think you obviously, like, want to have a social life, and, like, you shouldn't have to, like, get rid of that. Um, I just think it's another piece that fits into the puzzle of, like, trying to maintain and balance both things and like what part of like I think part of it is like most of it's a mental battle of like at least for me of like 
putting my phone down, like, go to bed. Because otherwise, like, you could just scroll endlessly on your phone. So maybe if that's your problem, like, doing the whole thing of, like, people sometimes, like, leave their phone out of their room or, like, they'll put it, like, farther away from their bed so they can't, like, just scroll on it. I've, um, you know, not successfully done that, but... Going back to, like, the social life side of things, um, like, a social life can be a million different things. It can be, like, you hanging out with your roommate. It can be you hanging out with, like, whoever lives in your hall if you're in a dorm or whoever lives in your apartment that you're friends with. And it can be, like, small mundane things where it's, like, maybe you're studying with a group of friends. That way you're kind of, like, doing school stuff, but you're still getting, like, the social aspects of, like, hanging out with people versus, like, there's also, like, just, like, the strict, like, this is a social event or purpose if it's, like, you going out with your friends or something like that. That, like, I feel like those are the more sporadic things, like, the actual, like, specific, like, going out, doing, like, a specific social event versus it's easier to intermix the, like, quick, like, grab lunch with your friend when you're on campus. Like, it's easier to implement, like, the smaller things, but I feel like over time those will be, like, oh, like, I was able to see, like, a lot of people this week. And, like, if you only, like, go out, like, once a week or something, I don't know. I feel like cumulatively you'll feel fulfilled socially. That was my advice. Um, Next one. Someone wants to know how they should deal with messy and difficult housemates. Um, I think communication is best here. Although if you have to, like, keep repeating stuff, that would be quite annoying. But I think that... Obviously, everyone has, like, the same amount of responsibility when it comes to a roommate situation. Like, everyone should be responsible for handling trash and doing dishes. And maybe if you have, like, preferences, like, you could split it up. But I just think that that's probably, like, not realistic. And I think that most roommates probably function in a way where it's, like, if it's their dishes, like, they should clean them. But sometimes you have roommates that, like, don't or they say they're going to do it later. And I just think that, I don't know, I saw this today and I guess it kind of applies. It was technically it applied for relationships um but I think it applies here too it applies to just life in general whatever you allow to happen will keep happening so if you're not getting on them about like keeping their dishes clean and it's like a repetitive thing they're going to keep not doing the dishes because you're not bothering them about it and they don't want to I think one setting ground rules or like house rules before you like live together like when you first start living together to set these expectations for what you all expect out of roommates would help. But now that you're already, like, living together, I tend to think that one of the best ways to reason with people is to just, like, ask them questions, like, about their behavior. Like, relating to, I feel like dishes is, like, the most common thing when it comes to roommates, being like, hey, like, when are you going to do your dishes? Or, like, do you think, like, I'm, like, trying to, like, not have, like, played dumb, but sometimes I feel like we have to do with these people that don't make any sense. But I'd be like... Hey, like, don't you think that if your dishes are in the sink, like, you should be able to do them and I shouldn't have to do them? But I also get some people are literally insane and, like, do not take any personal responsibility about anything. I saw a TikTok of a girl that lived in a house. Like, she was in college and she lived with, like, five guys. And she was making a TikTok about, like, her cleaning the house. It was insane. And everyone in the comments was like, why are you putting up with this? Why are you, like, it was insane. So, I just had to share. Okay. Um, let me find another one. Um, do you have any other one pulled up that you can have next? Someone said, how to deal with toxic friends. 
even though you like spending time with them, but they're just toxic. For example, they spend a lot of time talking about other people and I don't talk badly. Or, and I know they talk badly about me as well. I do enjoy their company, but they are not the type of people I want to surround myself with. How do I slowly cut them out of my life? I will still have to see them in school every day for the next two years. Interesting. I'm trying, like, I'm going to try and give you advice anyways, but I'm just like, it's interesting to hear you say, like, I like spending time with them, but also, like, these are character flaws that I feel like are, like, pretty tied to someone's personality. But anyways, um, I think that what's good is that uh, people naturally grow out of relationships so I don't see how you can kind of like fabricate Will or kickstart that process. Like maybe it's just like this isn't obviously great. Like it's kind of annoying. But like if they start noticing like you could just kind of be a little more confrontational. But I'm kind of like if they invite you to do stuff like maybe just say like oh like I'm busy with this. And like start becoming less prominent in the friend group if that's, that's your goal I, I guess. say. And, like, you said you know that they talk badly about you. I feel like, honestly, if you start, like, you know, saying no to more and more invites, they'll probably just, like, keep talking more bad about you. And then, like, they'll be annoyed with you and maybe stop inviting you to stuff because you keep saying no. Plus, I feel like if people keep saying, like, oh, no, I'm busy, like, people kind of start saying, like, okay, well, she keeps saying no. Like, why even bother? Yeah. Of course, you can still be cordial, like, and maybe acquaintances. I don't know. I don't really know what your end goal is. Yeah, but, I mean, if you don't want to be friends with them anymore, like, the good news is that it's your life and you don't have to be friends with them. And, like, if you truly wanted to, you could just be like, hey, like, we're not friends anymore. But that's a little confrontational and most people wouldn't do that. So I would go with the slow fading out of friendship. Mm -hmm. That's realistic, too. Like, that happens to so many people. Like, I've had, like, different friend groups in my life that I'm like, I don't even know how our friendship ended, but, like, we're not friends anymore, really. You just fade away. Okay. Life after college, when to buy a house, how to manage money, find a job. This is all stuff where I'm like, I don't know if I'm qualified, but (laughs) I will try my best, I guess. No, I actually genuinely have no idea when to buy a house. Because, like, I've honestly been wanting to, like, consider being able to buy a house, but, like, I just don't know. I feel like it's easiest to buy a house with someone else because then you have, like, more money for a nicer house. But... And I've even, like, Sierra and I, I say this because I'm, like, obviously it'd probably be easier just, like, buy a house with, like, with a significant other or, like, spouse. But then you also, like, don't you feel annoyed when people are, like, oh, like, you should do that, like, when you get, like, a significant other. And it's, like, well, I don't want to put my life on freaking hold I know. until then. So I'm, like, I honestly, like, we and Sierra have, like, explored, like, possibilities of, like, we could buy a house together and then, like, one of us, like, pays rent technically or, like, well, I guess that'd be, like, one of us buying a house, the other person paying rent. Yeah. Anyways, I've thought about other things and because leasing just takes your money away from you and I don't really want it to keep just like taking money away from me because I've been renting for the past four years but like the housing market's not good right now so I just still think it's gonna buying be is not a good time or like it's not a good time to buy for right now because I'm not going to be able to get I'm gonna be getting less for like having to pay so much so eventually hopefully the housing market can kind of stabilize and then I would like to look at buying or doing something like that So best time, I think, is, like, whenever you have the financial means to, like, make that happen. Because, honestly, sometimes buying is going to cost you less per month than rent. And you have, like, the option to, like, get your money back in theory if you sell. So, like, figuring out a mortgage payment versus, like, what you'd be renting 
and stuff like that. Obviously, like, there's more that goes into it than just that. I haven't ever bought a house. But things to consider. I guess. Anything else related to? Finding a job, but. I mean, I've never had to really, like, go out and get a job. But I would guess I would go to, like, Indeed or something. Yeah. And look. Not a sponsor. They could be. But, yeah, I don't know that I have the best advice for that. And then managing money is honestly something that, like, I myself need to probably be a little more organized about. Like, I think I do fine, but I am not, like, an avid watcher of my expenses or investments. So hopefully something to get more involved in after I graduate. Yeah, that would be good. Um, someone wants advice for finding their study routine. So we kind of touched on this a little bit with finals week, but I feel like as far as getting into a specific study routine, finding what study strategy works best with each of your classes is going to be very important because no two classes are exactly the same. Megan and I have talked before about how there's some classes that are perhaps more visual in nature. Some classes are great for Quizlet. Some classes people love to make outlines for. There's a ton of different things you can do to, like, best help you study for each class. So once you get that down, I feel like knowing the amount of time it takes you to adequately work through whatever study strategy it is that you need to work through for that class is going to help you, like, time block, like, how you want to study. And if you want to study, oh, like, maybe, like, the variety. And so you do, like, you know, a lot of classes in one day. Maybe, like, to just focus on one class and you, like, say, okay, today I'm only doing this class and tomorrow I'll do this class and just, like, do a cycle of that. I'm just giving you options. I think that's pretty good advice and like when I say I have like a set study strategy I don't know I feel like I'm just like skating by the skin of my teeth as I was saying I've been the feeling this whole semester but we've just been rolling with the punches just like trying wherever you can to fit in any kind of studying and then after a while maybe like you finish a study session you're like that was pointless but it happens and you just try again next time it's honestly incredible like how we've made it through just about all of our exams this semester where I've just been like, I've hardly had any time to study what's going on. No, honestly. But we've made it. We're almost there. We're going to get through finals, and it'll be just fine. Okay, birthday ideas for girls between, like, 18 and 23. Things to do. Things to do? Yeah, like birthday ideas. Oh, I thought it was something like presents or something. No. Um, At least I don't think so. I don't know. No, I mean, things to do makes it sound like ideas and activities. Um, to be honest, like, you know what? I wish I was more of a birthday person. Like, why not? I could just, like, be very invested in having, like, a good time for myself. I'm a sucker for but, a nice dinner. <laughs> um, I just, like, there's some people that really, like, go all out for their birthdays. And I respect those people. But I just, like, never have been one to do like that. Like, the idea of setting up a photo, like, decor wall thing could not be me. I do not have the time or energy to go out and buy those things or order those things from Amazon. It's not happening. I also um, don't like being the center of attention. So, like, the idea of going out with, like, a birthday girl sash or, like, a hat or something, no. But very popular options. So I did actually wear a sash for uh, – But we were just at a dinner. Yeah. And they brought, like, big balloons on. I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. But it was still fun. It was a good photo prop. Um, those balloons were big, though. <laughs> yeah. We just took them out of our car. Yeah. They were just, like, deflating in our car for three months in the back seat. And then finally, over Thanksgiving break, we got our moms. And I was like, Mom, can we, like, throw these balloons away in your trash, please? So that's what we did. 
Um, other things to do. I mean, it's like, is I've this like, admit, I'm like me or like, am I recommending for someone? I'm just trying like to think people of love like to go out for their birthdays. People love I don't going know. out. A karaoke if, bar, maybe? I don't know. That'd be fun. Is there like a concert that they'd want to go to? Like, I mean, the odds of that happening though, like what would be the odds? I don't know. Um, a movie, if they're a big movie person, Ooh, like an indoor, like sleepover movie night. Like that'd be fun. Or like yeah. a spa night. I think that's, sounds like fun. Um, I'd love a good escape room. A cooking I don't know class? How. I don't know. I don't know how many people are into escape rooms that listen to this podcast, but I'd love that. Movie then, night? Of course, like any of these fall out I just, by dinner I said movie night. I meant game night. Yeah. I don't know. Sierra and I, that reminded me that we have an escape game. I know. An exit game. Two exit games that have been unopened and they've been calling my name for literally months. And yet I've been like, I don't have the time. They take quite a bit of time commitment though. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd honestly probably have to, like, start it and just, like, do it over the course of days. All right. Well, we just finished going through the majority of all of the DMs. The rest were kind of just, like, things we already touched on, we feel like, or things that were a little bit too niche. So, hopefully you guys enjoyed this advice episode and you got something out of it. And if we read yours off, hopefully whatever we said was helpful to your yeah, situation. that's always our goal, obviously. Um, don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Yes. I always have to like look for Sierra because I know she's going to correct me. Um, obviously, if you have Hold constructive... On. What you just said reminded me of Megan always. <laughs> Whenever she starts reading the word differ, D-I-F-F-E-R, she like pauses before she says it. And she, like, really <laughs> and then she like picks a way to say it and then she like looks at me as if she like, she's like, did I say that right? Because she always used to say defer, like D-E-F-E-R, like you're deferring to someone else to like say something. And I brought that up to her one time and she like kept messing it up. So now she like always does that and it makes me laugh. She just did that like last week. So anyway. Yes, that word pops up more than you'd think. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram at according to. You can also follow our uh, personals. They're linked. We're everywhere. We're on Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, here, Twitter. But like I don't use Twitter. You don't have to follow me on there. Goodreads. I have a Goodreads. Search me up there. Oh yeah, people on our book um, if you are a book person, go check out our book YouTube videos. We got two now, so. Um, you, what's your Goodreads? Shout it out. I think you just search Sierra Stitz and it would pop up. Otherwise, I have it linked in my uh, book highlight reel. Okay. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.